This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's sad to see that the Heisman Trophy Award is a meaningless trophy nowadays. It is. And I know that the college football purists will be upset that I said that. But this is what I think. I don't think that anybody cares about the Heisman Trophy anymore. I don't. No one cares about the Heisman Trophy anymore. So over the weekend, the Heisman Trophy was awarded to USC quarterback Caleb Williams. So congratulations to him. And I'm not sitting here saying it's an it's not an accomplishment to win the Heisman. It's a big deal. Well, no, it's not. It's not a big deal. Because we don't treat it as a big deal anymore because it's not a big deal anymore. Is it a great accomplishment? No question. The historical significance of the Heisman Trophy without it cannot be disputed. But no one cares about the award anymore. So, so, so I, I, I give you an example. Who won the Heisman Trophy last year? Exactly. Are you asking? Wait, are, wait, are you asking? Not, yeah. you're, asking, you're asking me. Me personally. The Heisman Trophy winner last year was Bryce Young from Alabama. Yeah, but it took you a second, though. No, 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 no. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know if you were asking me or not. Okay, who won it, who won it before that? I believe it was Kyler Murray. No, 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 no. He was a little bit further back. Yeah, two years ago, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, blanking on that. But that's my point. We don't give a damn about this award anymore. We used to love the Heisman Trophy. That was a massive deal. The so last year it was Bryce Young. Do you know who came in second? No. Aiden Hutchinson. Okay, from Michigan. Okay. The year before, it was Devontae Smith from Alabama. Yeah, now I have it up in front of me, so I'm not going to cheat. But this is my point, though. We don't care about the award. We don't. And I think it's a travesty. We have diminished the Heisman Trophy so much, and I think that there's one reason why we have diminished it to the point that we have. Guess what reason? Guess what I think has totally taken the shine off the Heisman Trophy? I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. I guess the playoff. Yep. That's exactly it. We care about the college football playoff, and that's it nowadays. 
We don't care about any – like a guy can have a remarkable season. If they're not in the college football playoff, we don't give a damn. Even Caleb Williams, who won it, he said on Saturday night, man, all these other guys up here, they're in the college football playoff, and I'm not. And there used to be back in the day, back in my day, right? <laughs> back in the day, you could be a phenomenal football player, a Heisman Trophy winning guy without a college football playoff. If you were in a, um, a nice bowl game, you were still the man. Nowadays, man, we just don't treat it like that. That's the one thing that has really negatively impacted the Heisman Trophy is the college football playoffs. Now, I, I, think, now I, think, I think it'll help a little bit when we expand it. When we expand it out, I think that'll help. But we don't even have as many candidates anymore. We only have four guys that go to the um, ceremony now. I'm going to say this. I understand that the playoff has had some effect on it, but I'm looking back at the list of the, of the guys that were named the Heisman Trophy winner. Like you said, 2021 Bryce Young, he was in the playoff. 2020 Devontae Smith, he was in the playoff. 2019 Joe Burrow, he was in the playoff. 2018 yeah. Kyler Murray, I think, was the last one that wasn't in the playoff. Uh, I believe Baker Mayfield was. Lamar Jackson wasn't. But the guys are still getting in the playoff. I think we've gotten to a point where we're looking no, at it's again. Not, I'm uh, not talking about the. I'm not talking about if a guy is in the playoffs or, or or not in the playoffs. What I'm saying is is that the shine and the luster that goes around marketing and promoting and people caring goes towards the playoffs and not the individual I'll, players. I'll what agree. I'm saying. I'll agree with you there, but I think there's another thing that factors into it. And it goes back to something we talked about earlier in the show. I think in a way, analytics. And projection, we've gone past the point of keeping the college career as a great college career and trying to project these guys more and more out to the pro level. How's this person, how's this dude going to be as a pro? Does he have the right build? Does he have the right arm strength? Does he have the intangibles? Does he have the it factor? I think we've taken that and we've projected the college career over, okay, you got a Heisman, that's great. What are you going to do for me in, in Cleveland? What are you going to do for me in Arizona? What are you going to do for me in, with the Vikings? I think, we've, I think we've bypassed the person that has a great college career and separating that like the Gino Torettas and the Danny Warfels and the Tim Tebows. We're, we're, we're not cherishing that as much anymore as much as we're saying okay what can you do for me when you when you make these millions in the NFL I just look at it man and and I just think that we have totally checked out of the individualism of what these Heisman Trophy winners have been and because to me I'm always view it as I'm never there are certain people that will look and be like well, what is this person going to uh, do at the next level? I don't think it ever should be viewed like that. Like when we talk about the uh, the Player of the Year award in the um, the Naismith Award in college basketball, it should never be about whether this person is going to be a lottery pick or how good they're going to be in the pros. It should be a who is the best player in college. And I'm going to tell you this. I'll tell you this, and, and I'm dead serious when I say this. You know when I think that the Heisman Trophy award is going to be coveted a little bit more is when we – from a diversity of thought, 
expand out who wins it. It can't just be quarterbacks, wide receivers, and running backs. At some point, a defensive player got to get the crown again. At some point. It used to be, it, it used to be a, a purely running back award. Used to, it used to be nine out of, eight out of ten. Nine out of ten used to be running backs. It has now turned into a quarterback award. Eight out of ten, nine out of ten are quarterbacks. You rarely get a you rarely get a running back. You never, almost never get a wide receiver, and you've only had a defensive player win it once. Or I'm sorry, I believe Charles once. Wilson was the last person in 1997. I, yeah, and and so you don't have. I'm sorry, he was the last one. I think you've had a couple other guys. Wait, but again, way back in the day, I'm trying to look back through this list to see when there was a person that won it. No, I think he might have been the only one to ever win it. Yeah, in 1997, you've had you had. Some uh, a few uh, a couple other positions, yeah. But half, no, you've had halfbacks, you've had yep. like ends, like offensive linemen, but but that's about it. That's that's basically it. We got to do better. Yeah, I, and I and I agree with you. I think Aiden Hutchinson had a phenomenal shot to win it. Um, and and I and again, watch some of these ESPN shows. There was one particular show where they were talking about the biggest letdowns, the biggest upsets in sports as far as – or the, the misgivings as far as who won the Heisman Trophy. And one of the biggest ones was Indomitian Sue did not win the Heisman Trophy the year that he was dominating college football. If you can't give it to a guy like that for mm-hmm. a year like that that he had, mm-hmm. I don't know if you – you know, guys like J.J. Watt in college, who was a beast in college, Jadavion Clowney. If those guys can't win it, I don't know if you're ever going to find someone to win it on the defensive side. Who is your favorite Heisman Trophy winner of all time? You know, I'm going to – I'll say this because I liked him in college, and, and he ended up doing something different. Charlie Ward. Hmm. Charlie Ward from Florida State. I'll say that one. My favorite Heisman Trophy winner of all time. Because his season was just, it was highlight after highlight. Reggie Bush. Oh, yeah. Oh, Reggie yeah, yeah. Bush was a monster. Yeah. I, he, he was just every, man, he was prime time, man. Like every, I don't care when they played. I don't care if they played uh, middle of the day, at night. I, I, could, I didn't, I didn't want to miss USC. I was living out west uh, at that time, that, that season. And I remember, uh, I was hanging out at, at a buddy's place during the Fresno State game where Bush just went. Reggie Bush had a couple of just transcendent runs. And, and I think it was a run and a punt return that were just otherworldly. And, and it, just sitting there watching, it's just like, this, this dude, is, he's out of a video game. He is. They pulled him out of Madden, yep. and they just dropped him into USC. He's insane. And he's, and he's real life now. Yep, he was insane. All right, coming up next, we got headlines, and then we're going to wrap up this bad boy. We get into Timberwolves pregame. That is all coming up next year on CCO. All right, it's time for headlines. With no further ado, we're going to pass over to Jonathan Lowe. He's been producing tonight, and he's going to knock out these headlines, and we'll just dive right into uh, Timberwolves pregame with Cal Soderquist here in just a 
matter of moments. All right, here we go. Local headline tonight. Legendary pop artist Janet Jackson is bringing her Together Again tour to St. Paul. Jackson, who is known for dozens of songs with the Minneapolis Sound, will bring will be bringing the tour to the XL Energy Center on May 30th, 2023. Spending much of the 1980s and 90s recording her records at Flight Time Records in Minneapolis, Jackson has a well-documented association with producers Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. The trio was responsible for big hit songs like If, Rhythm Nation, What Have You Done For Me Lately, and her duet with her brother Michael, Scream. Janet recently inducted Jimmy Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This is, this is the, the concert I want to go to. It is. It's Janet Jackson, man. You don't know how many times you're going to see her again. It's this nasty. You're not going to know how many times you're going to see her again. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't even know. How old is Janet Jackson? 60 what? Yeah, she's got to be in her early 60s. Maybe early or late. mid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me let me take a look real quick. I know we got to go through headlines here quickly, but uh, she is, no, she's not even 60. My bad. My bad, Janet. Okay. I'm sorry. Sorry. She's sorry. 56. There you go. Wow. Why? I don't know. 56. Okay. Oh, good for her. All right. Good for her. Yeah. All right. National headline, a class action lawsuit claims that Fortnite is addictive and harmful to children. The suit was filed in Canada on behalf of two parents who claim their kids play the game compulsively, causing them to suffer panic attacks, withdraw from family, and spend money on the game in, in the, on the in-game currency. The parents claim the game has caused their children to suffer psychological, physical, and financial harm. The lawsuit dates back to 2019 but was recently recently approved by a Canadian judge. The parents whose children started playing the game when they were 9 and 13 years old accused developer Epic Games of deliberately and knowingly creating Fortnite to be the most addictive game possible. The lawsuit claims the addictive aspect of Fortnite is recognized worldwide and has also been compared to heroin, forcing kids into video game rehab. Hold on. How? So, I mean, what? Can can a person... Sue for Call of Duty? What What about Guitar Hero? Like, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't see this, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Have better control over your damn kids. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, I'm being yeah. serious. Yeah. All right. I loved Uno back in the day. <laughs> Entertainment headline. Dave Chappelle asked the crowd at his comedy show to make some noise for the world's, world's richest man. They did. Lots of booing. Uh, was the case. It was a rather uncomfortable appearance for Elon Musk, Twitter's new owner, at Chappelle's show with Chris Rock on Saturday, on Sunday night at the Chase Center in San Francisco. At the end of the show, Chappelle was talking about the need to get along and communicate with people with different viewpoints and perspectives. Yeah, I'm all for having conversations with people with different viewpoints, and I, I, I really am. But when people are just flat-out ignorant about things, I just got to let them be. Now, I'm dead serious. Yeah. Like, like we can have part of conversations and moving forward are talking to people that that are opposite of your opinion. But when you're just so out there, like, there's no reason why I want to have a conversation with Kanye West. I just don't. I don't care that he has an opposite. Just because a person has an opposite opinion of what you have doesn't mean that the conversation is much needed or it's going to be productive. Some conversations are just not going to be productive no matter what. Me having a conversation with Kanye West won't be productive. Me having a conversation with Kyrie Irving probably would not be productive. 
I just don't see it. Real quick, the business headline. Yep. Speaking of Twitter, uh, there you can own a t- piece of Twitter, Twitter headquarters. They're auctioning off dozens of items of memorabilia and supplies from its office in San Francisco. No, I'm, I'm good. I, I'm not putting a dollar into uh, Elon Musk's pocket. No, I'm not doing that. All right, uh, what I am going to do is pass it over to Cal Soderquist, Timberwolves pregame next. Timberwolves, Trailblazers, next year on News Talk 830 WCCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.